0: Welcome back to the Mob Mentality Show. My name is Austin Chadwick and co-host is Chris Lucian. And today we'll be talking about happiness tracking. Uh, so this came up in response uh, to one of our uh, videos on one of the mob roles on, uh, you know, Dr. Feel Good and Major Pain. And I think we alluded to something about uh, happiness tracking that Chris kind of does at the kind of higher leadership level. And uh, Chris Herney uh, on... Uh, Twitter or X, as they call it these days, uh, had a had a response about uh, um, you know he'd like to know more about the happiness tracking. I'm interested in the specifics. And so, uh, with that intro, Chris, you want to kind of take it away with your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, so this is a kind of an interesting thing, and it it dates back you know, pretty far, uh, to the beginning of our de- department. Um, so maybe a, a few years after mobbing and we, we started scaling. Um, and, uh, it's, so I wrote a blog on it, but, uh, for with, with some detail, but, uh, you know, kind of to respond in podcast form, I guess, uh, the happiness diagram we kind of wanted to make sure that everybody, uh, that kind of everything was getting out there, you know, all feedback and everything along those lines. And then a lot of really interesting things happened um, as a result. So, uh, the very first iteration of this, we just said, Hey, uh, draw how you felt over the last year. And so it's kind of like a timeline retrospective, except, um, and we wanted to do this, uh, we were doing it in person. So, I had a tablet a Microsoft Surface tablet uh, and we were in person and I used paint.net and I made a background. Um, I drew a horizontal line right in the middle and said, you know, above the line is you were happy, below the line, you were sad. And for the last year, uh, <laughs> draw a curvy line uh, in a color of your choice. Um, and uh, then, um, you know, and if you were happy, go up. And if you were sad, go down and, and then, uh, it could be entirely just work related, or uh, that, well, that distinction came later. But it could be work related only, or you could include personal stuff if you want. Um, and and you know, we we did that, and then and then it kind of went to we just had like a a, a talk about the peaks and valleys, and then I would hide the layer in paint.net with that person's name on it, um, and then I did that for everybody on all of the teams, and. And so then you could you you could just, you know, uh, check or uncheck them in the layers to see, you know, what was the overall happiness for people in in one layer or the next uh, or a combination, a group of people. And you can kind of see patterns forming like the Satir change model or uh, storming, forming norming process happening where people would switch teams and maybe that whole team would be kind of like uncomfortable for a while and then things kind of leveled out Um, and and, you know, so uh, and being just various, you know, graphs for different people, all in different colors. I've heard to it when I when I've shown the aggregate graph to people, I've heard comments like, oh, it looks like something my kid would put on the refrigerator or something like that. So it's pretty <laughs> yeah. funny. Um, but uh, what was what was great about it where you got you got two really key uh, pieces of data out of the aggregate Um, one was, well, you had like the, you know, you know, that in the one-on-ones peaks and valleys that people didn't know how to bring up, got out there. Um, and so often, uh, you know, we'd have a conversation initially in a one-on-one and then, and then afterwards I'd be like, Hey, I noticed this dip you know, is there anything substantial to that? And, and that would just open up a whole line of conversation. And we were able to like make things better for the person or for the team, um, or, or just talk through a plan of, of how, how to, you know, get to a better spot. And, um, and all it was, was just a dip or, and then in the inverse, it was like you know a bright spots focus, like whoa, what what's that peak about? Like that that was some really cool stuff. Like why? And then and then that would go into a conversation of like oh, I was doing, I was trying out this new thing that I learned, or you know I'm like hey, can, you know how can we make more opportunities for things like that? And um, and then we retrospected on it, so so uh, gradually over time, and then we made it fully asynchronous and distributed. Later, Um, so so at first it was people would come into my my office for a one on one, and then I would just say, "Hey, draw on this surface," and then I would hide their layer, and then you know after talking about the peaks and valleys, Um, and then the kind of the second big thing from the aggregate that we got was on the very far right, it's like what's the overall feeling of happiness of the entire team, the entire department, and so if you just took a snapshot of the far right of the graph you could see how many people ended above the line or below the line. You have like a snapshot of today where people were because everybody's time frame was very, you know, some people would draw like the first nine months and like the first, uh, you know, 10% of the graph and then like the last three months be, you know, in the. And so so some of the retrospectives led us to start doing this quarterly um, and then we made it asynchronous. And so and then you kind of get um, these quarterly checkpoints of like, you know, it's almost like a team health metric, you know, the number of people above above the line, um, for about 30 people, we had, uh, you know, typically, um, on average, we'd have two people below the line and, and, uh, and everybody else above we'd have like five or six people that were always like very, very high. And then, and then we have, you know, most of the group had, you know, peaks and valleys. And, And so, um, and, and we got really great conversations out of it. We solved really big problems that I feel like would have never surfaced. Had we not been doing this, I, at least I've never seen a system that that really coaxed out these conversations. And, and I'm very transparent with everybody. I'm not I'm not like trying to trick anybody. It's like I even say, like, hey, we're going to talk about the peaks and valleys, but there's something about drawing it when they're thinking back and not talking about it in the moment that they put the peak or the valley. And then it's like, hey, you know, why did that peak go in? And and now you can have a conversation about a bright spot and do a bright spot analysis and go very deep on that. So um, that's kind of the summary. Uh, and, uh, you know, so I, I did dotted lines for quarter for months on the quarters, uh, as well as a result of another retrospective because the spacing was so uneven um, and then gradually people kind of, you know, got it more and more over time and, and it's been very helpful for that. And Austin, you've been through that process many times. Yes. I uh, um, kind of on both ends of it. So I, I, I'm interested to hear your your impressions as well.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, um, I've always found it interesting and maybe I'll reflect on my personal experience a little bit later. I guess I had some more uh, 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 follow-up questions uh, maybe mm-hmm. to start with is what comes to mind first. And uh, so I guess for me, I I can see a lot of benefit from seeing things in a large aggregate, right? For like a whole large group of people um, and seeing things over a long period of time. And I guess I, maybe to put on the devil's advocate hat a little bit is, you, you know, kind of like what Woody talked about uh, in his book and when you share experiences cause you're in that mob with Woody is that when healthy mob programming is going on a lot of problems fade away, right? Um, right. And so, and a lot of things become unnecessary, uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? So if a team has high, if a mob has high radical candor, high psychological safety, and they have a healthy retrospective loop, you know, know, maybe it's some mobadero and it's every few breaks or it's every break or it's every day or, you know, whatever it is, uh, these kind of things will come to the surface and get handled, whether that's turning up the good or turning up the bad. Is this is it kind of more for guardrails to catch mobs that aren't in that mode? <laughs> um, is, there, is that like the the main justification for it? Because I almost feel like it, it it might fade away if you have a healthy mob, right? Like, the, is it is it really needed? You know, it would be the question. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, so so there's definitely, and then also like if you're thinking about mobs of mobs, right? Because then if if there are interactions with the the outside, you know, um, area as well um, that could lead to good or bad. But I mean, so. So to answer your question, I think you could probably say yes or no it to the <laughs> answer say answer. Like, it's, it, it really is. It just depends. Like, I think uh-huh. I think there have been very healthy mobs that have had people that are upset because of you know, something organizationally that they couldn't do. Anything, ah. Right. Um, there's also, you know, there are obviously the things of like, oh, I had this bad interaction with this other person. I can't talk to them. And, and like that's, you know, everybody needs training on good feedback. You don't just start mobbing and then and then those things fade away. I, like at some level, you need somebody to, to get people to a point where they're comfortable, like, you know, Practicing psychological safety, I think. like often you you'll see people that are really good at giving open feedback and participating in retrospectives. And then you'll you'll see people that have been trained every step of the of their career to not do any of those things. Um, and so, but that goes back to like, oh, the healthy retrospective cycle and things like that. So um yeah, I, I would say that a lot of stuff pop populates here. If there is a group of maybe really new movers that haven't worked that stuff out yet and they need a coaching moment. But I I think also just from a like organizational standpoint, like Mm. like maybe there's not enough budget to promote everybody that deserves promotions. Right. Like that's, that's, I think a a key one that um, can come up a lot. It's like, Okay, you know, I I believe I'm ready to be promoted. Why wasn't I promoted? And and maybe that is like a dip, right? But maybe it doesn't. That dip doesn't last because it was an event. Mm-hmm. But they they wouldn't have brought it up during a one on one because they don't want to look like they're complaining or something like that. Like, so so there's all these implications of that where people just suppress things that um, I, I think if you if you brought them to the surface, you can have a, a concrete conversation about them. Um, so I, I would say yes or no. So, so I think, I think <laughs> a lot of, a lot of people's age, their happiness depends on their agency and their situation. Mm. And if people don't feel agency, then they won't, um, then, then typically they'll be unhappy. And so, um, and sometimes that's a conversation of like, actually you do have agency and here's how you approach it. That's like the unhealthy mob situation, or maybe they genuinely don't have an agency and, um and and feel uncomfortable you know interacting with the parts of the organization that would give them or that they need to be interacting with and then you can have a conversation about that or uh maybe it's just something that's really bothering them at home and they're really down and they're and they haven't communicated that because they don't want to be look like they're making excuses for their own performance or something like that like There's all kinds of things and a healthy mob might discuss those things, but it's still going to have impacts on, on their interactions and depending on how company's structured and hierarchy and all that. Yeah, there's definitely um, nuance to all of it. So.
0: Yeah, big time. And I like what you said a lot. And I think um, kind of putting on the kind of like patterns thinking lens. we have like a context a problem and then a, a pattern is maybe just like a solution to a problem it's not like they, the solution kind of goes along with the uh, kind of our just sharing thinking kind of thing yeah um but i think where i guess what i'm thinking my my current brainstorming and hypothesis is if you have a context and a particular set of problems this will be very useful if you have a different context this might be moderately useful <laughs> right and so for example kind of going to what you said if you are confident that the you know that there's like let's say a good coach in every team or mob and you know that they're really good with handling this kind of thing and cuz you know i think it doesn't always happen but i've seen it happen where people process their problems at home uh their problems with other people on other teams, you know, their problems with their pay, their things they want to talk about with higher levels of management, they'll process that in a mob. And I've seen good coaches kind of bring that stuff out because it's hard to bring your whole self for innovation if there's other things in the way. Right. And I guess that's, that's probably part of the problem for this whole thing, right? If someone is dealing with something major and they're not being able to bring their whole selves, it's going to impact. I mean, it's one, it's good just to help people. And two, it impacts innovation for the company and ability to, Ah uh, deliver value. Um, and I think I've seen all those things get handled in a micro mob really well before. um and it and also, you know, can be modeled by a good coach where they kind of do the trillion dollar coach thing where, you know, every session or at least pretty often they start out sharing about personal stuff, what's going on, the good, bad and the ugly, and that usually opens the door for everyone sharing about that kind of stuff. Yep. um and that usually helps establish that trust for everything else. But um if your context is, you don't have that confidence in the mobs and you want to kind of a high level picture at like kind of almost like a Pareto of what, what area needs the most coaching right now? I can't coach everybody. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Uh, or, you know, or even,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: so, so, so like I'll, I'll say yes and no to like the first part because a really good coach could have somebody that just joined the team that doesn't doesn't know them very well and is, you know, so so they might learn something about the situation that they didn't know. Right. Um, So and and there are opportunities for that as well. Um, But but yeah, I mean, it definitely this process has caught things that would have slipped through the cracks. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so, yeah, This is not a substitute for good coaching, right? This is like a um, it is kind of like a catch-all. Like, okay, well, is there is there something? So it's like, hey, you know, did we have a conversation about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it doesn't. It's not really that good. But I also have found value in sharing the overall um happiness level of the entire department with the whole department. Mm -hmm. So I just show the graph in aggregate. Yeah. And what happens is people that are generally unhappy or making assumptions about other people's happiness, right? That that tends to go to to be suppressed a little bit. So so people that are like, everybody's unhappy, I'm unhappy, too. And, you know, this. Then they're like, oh, you know, I'm like, well, you know, so all of these people had an opportunity to say they were unhappy through this form, like, you know, what about it? So so you can show like generally pessimistic people a, a snapshot of what the happiness actually looks like. Um, and a lot of those assumptions start going away. And that that has also been very valuable. Um,
0: yeah, that, that is good. Cause it's easy to, you know, if you're a part of the system and you're experiencing joy or pain, to think, to kind of like project that on everything else, right? Um, Cause that's all you see, right? Is you, what you currently experience, right? So this gives yeah. some anonymous data on the rest of the system. So yeah, like you said, from, Someone who thinks everything's bad or somebody who thinks everything's good and yes, you know, exactly.
1: So so yeah. you know, the, the
0: alternative yeah. to that is maybe
1: you yeah. have a really high performing mob
0: mm-hmm. and
1: a group of you know 10 other mobs that are having a lot of problems. Maybe they need help from that from people on that mob in some way, but it's not evident, right? So that yeah. that might show up in a diagram like this. Sure, know, sure, sure, sure.
0: Yeah, and it might lead to sharing too, right? So let's yeah. say you know, because you said you can turn it off and on for different teams, right? Mm -hmm. You can see different teams at what levels they are. And if you see something really bright, you can be like, oh, maybe they should be encouraged to do a lightning talk or do a session on sharing what they're doing so they can spread the goodness, you know, kind of stuff. Or you can go into problem solving five whys with uh, teams that are, you know, on the more unhappy side of things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. uh, Especially if you have conversations with people, if a lot of people are working together, but maybe aren't, reporting out through the same reporting structure or doing one-on-ones or whatever. Sure. So, yeah. Um, you can still put that, you you mm-hmm. can see that in aggregate across a group.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think you're right. Stuff always falls through the cracks, um, mm-hmm. at times. So it's always good to have a guardrail, right? You know, my car has excellent handling and has a proven tracker. It doesn't mean I don't need a guardrail when I'm going up a mountain with the uh, yeah. sharp turns. Right. And <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, I like that. And uh, I think one thing kind of reflecting on personal experience and kind of walking somebody through their happiness diagram is it it leads to really interesting experiment conversations because, um, you know, one, one recently uh, that comes to mind was where someone was on the, you know, kind of middle or low side. Um, but what turned out from the conversation was that uh, they didn't want to run any more experiments and they wanted to keep doing what they were doing. And so that's an interesting moment to be in is kind of like, um, and it was, you know, it was work related, uh, but it wasn't, uh, but they were kind of like, ah, I just kind of want to ride it out. But I I guess that's good explicit to know, right? Is that, you know, I I have more experiments to run, but I'm deciding not to, because I just kind of want to ride out the current experiment, right? And maybe that gives some perspective on what I'm feeling at the time, right? And also from a coach's perspective, it's kind of like, Hey, you know, we've talked through it. Here's some options for experiments to run. But if you don't want to run them, you know, that's your choice. It's your autonomy, you know? And so, um, and I've also seen people really go at it where they're feeling unhappy and they run lots of experiments to make it better. And so, uh, and then you get to kind of see the graph change over time. and That's fun. And, and, And
1: in reality, like, you know, the, in my mind, the emergency mode is like, if there's just prolonged feelings of inequality that can't get resolved through regular retrospectives and things like that, like, yeah that can get really, um, you know, and, and that becomes evident. And and if you see, if you see anything like sort of chronic, um, you know, another thing that I, I generally look for, maybe subconsciously is um, that the people that were unhappy last quarter are not the same people that are unhappy this quarter. Um, and, and so, you know, that, that generally means that, you know, I like you'll have dips, right. But um, it generally means that, some of that stuff got resolved in some way and, and it came back up. Um, and, and it's funny because people's graph do, graphs don't start where they ended from the previous quarter. Right. Um, and that's generally like, you know, people, I think in retrospect view themselves as a lot happier often, uh, <laughs> like right after they did the happiness diagram. Um, and maybe that's just the end of a one-on-one has resulted in the, an adjustment, of perspective, or uh, maybe there's human memory is really bad. And we, we can't remember how we felt three months ago, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing.
0: Yeah, and I think and I think that's maybe where the uh, the car with good handling and proven track record these two things support each other, right? Because yeah. if you're doing the mini retros, you're handling things in the moment as they come up. Where something like this, where you're kind of looking over a bigger piece of time, you're going to forget a lot of things, but it'll also draw out things that Maybe won't come up in moment by moment modding retrospectives, you know, and so yeah. So it's kind of good to have both perspectives. Uh, yeah. Anything else before we close out this one? Uh, yeah, I, I just encourage people to
1: to um, to try this out. Uh, I, I've recommended this to you know, I don't I don't necessarily recommend it all the time, but um, I think the most help that it's had for people that I recommended this to is when uh, there's been like a lot of unexplained turnover on a team, like, you know, people leaving, you know, or, you know, people generally looking to to join another company or something like that. Like, uh, I, I found that, you know, when I show this to people uh, and they don't need it, they're, they're like, why would you do this? This is ridiculous. And, but when I show this to people after they've been through like a streak of uh, um, of departures from their team, or like maybe just people looking for, for something else, uh, they think it's like kind of the greatest thing in the world. So, um, you know, just try it out. I, you know, the worst that can happen is people think it's silly and that's fine. Right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but you might find something interesting. So I just think trying it out at some point, it's been very effective for, for, uh, myself
0: and, uh, and the team. And so, yeah. Nice. Yeah, and I think uh, two more notes on it, and then I'll, I'll shut it down. Is one is it's pretty lightweight to do, so it's not an expensive experiment. Uh, no. So for the people participating in it, it's like respond to an email or a chat thread and respond back with an image that you drew on for five seconds. You know, um, I think it's a little more work for on your side conducting it. I think, but it's not. It's not like it's taking people a lot, a huge amount of time to do this. And then the number two thing is, I think one assumption because I'm looking up the satir change model right now. And the why part of the graph in satire is performance, not necessarily happiness, but I feel like uh, it'd probably be for another episode to defend why emotions are tied to performance. <laughs> yeah, if you're absolutely. miserable, can you perform really well? <laughs> yeah. and, and, and vice versa, if you're not yeah. performing well,
1: even if you're, all things are great, if you're not performing well, then does that make you unhappy, right?
0: So. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right on. Well, thank you all for hearing our, our takes on uh, kind of uh, tracking happiness and tracking the Satire change model. And uh, please like, and subscribe. Uh, we'd love to hear what your thoughts, your questions, your passion on this subject and YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, and more and uh, uh, mob on and have a good one until next time. Talk to you later. Bye everybody.